This is episode number five of Dev Branch. Does Google think your WordPress site is slow? Brought to you by our friends over at ServerPress. They make local WordPress development easy. Check them out over at serverpress.com. And The Query, our new show on JP Watercooler Network, hosted by our own Jason Cosper. Ask him a question at The Query. Find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog. I'm Steve Zanko, I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. I'm David. I make WordPress Chief WordPress Chief WordPress at David Media on all the things. Uh, my name is Russell Aaron. I do things with WordPress in Las Vegas. It's Jason Cosper, aka Fat Momoweg. Help us out over on Patreon. Go to WP Watercoolers Patreon page at patreon.com slash WP Watercooler. And subscribe to this content on YouTube and ring the bell. We'd appreciate it. We're going to be talking about um, uh, website performance, speed performances, dealing with front end and back end performance, and just kind of all of all of those pieces there. <laughs> Woo, all right. So, so let, let, let's, talk little, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, as always, when, when, whenever we're talking about this sort of stuff, um, you know, we have Cosper, who is a um, he's he's great at at you know site performance and dealing with server stuff and making sure that all of those things are working well. And then I'm um, all right. J- Jacob takes care of all of like front end <laughs> web development stuff, and so it's like between those two folks, you know, we it's bring me. in the best. Of yo, the best yo, to make yo, it all uh, yo, yo, yo. Say does some stuff. And, I do some stuff. Come on, yo. And I'm just right, anyway. and I'm just the <laughs> eye candy. I mean, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> so let, let's talk a little bit about, you know, does Google think your website is slow? And I think yes. if you were to run, if you run <laughs> yes, your website, yes. it's, it's, it's rhetorical, say rhetorical. Yeah, yeah. If you were to run your website yeah. through that, what, how, how, you know, would it be slow? And most of the time, yeah, it is slow. And it's also, yeah. it's also so, like really bad right let, let, let's start by talking about the the that that you're running it through because you, yeah. you said if you're running it through that sure. so there's that. there are several metrics tools that you can use to measure your well, website that is there right yeah um the 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 that can be a couple of different things right we use uh we use uh, google page speed uh, uh google page speed insights we use web.dev we use gt metrics and then built right into your browser, into Chrome at least, there's a lighthouse measuring tool in the uh, in the dev tools. So yeah. uh, anybody else using any other measuring sticks for? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk about that as this is a family show, however. Uh... <laughs> it's not a family show at this point, bro. You have at it. Right, 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 right. right, right. Yeah, we're getting way a, a couple. Like, My, mine are all negative numbers. Am I doing something yeah. wrong? All right. <laughs> Um, no, so um, <laughs> Lighthouse is also available for Firefox now. Yeah, um, sweet. The, so that is something that if you're not all tied up in uh, the Google ecosystem, and I know that uh, plenty of people are using Chrome nowadays, like it's it's the the dominant browser. Uh, yeah. But as someone who uses Firefox, I appreciate having that available. Uh, I like using uh, WebPageTest at webpagetest.org. Um, they have uh, a ton of different metrics. They run Lighthouse tests. Um, people um, tend to lean on GT metrics, which uh, uses some outdated stuff like YSLO in their measurements. Uh, YSLO is a tool that's been abandoned for 
several years now, but they're still touting it and people are still using those metrics as something that they should like do to optimize their site. And White uh, Slow, by the way, is still the best name out of all these measuring tools. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's also, there's I mean, also what, a way what, to what I, automate it. Um, so, you know, as part of your continuing integration, every time you do a deploy, you can trigger a lighthouse um, test yes. as well. I mean, the, the, there's also things to think about, too, like the, the technology itself is abandoned. But I mean, it's still good recommendations when it says use a CDN, you know, don't forget to expire headers. I mean, it's still good advice. It's just, you know, not the thing that you should be benchmarking against. All right. Thanks. That's it. Dang, six <laughs> minutes. The okay. <laughs> so yeah. what, what things are what, what things what things are these tools um, complaining about? Like what is it that is it because the images are too big? Oh, is it man, because we installed so... every plugin that has every version of yes. jQuery installed? Yes. Like yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Google, yes. Google suddenly hates every image so, version except for the one that's like the brand new one. What is it? What WebP. W? WebP. Well, yeah, I'm WebP. like, oh, okay. Yeah, WebP. Now literally nothing exists except that. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> preview, yep. preview on the Mac doesn't even open WebP. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this thing? <laughs> on, Every on conversation Google. we had about GIF is just gone now. <laughs> GIF no longer matters. It doesn't matter the name. It's all about <laughs> WebP now. So, Jason, those, <laughs> those reports... Because those, <laughs> those reports can be daunting, they can be confusing, they can be overwhelming. There's a lot of information in those reports. Um, and some of it's relevant, some of it's not. Um, but, but you know, it, it is important to understand what those things are. So I think when you're looking at when you're... I think too, ahead, like the, the thing to point out is, you know, as soon as what March or June, the new Web Vitals metric was introduced by Google. Uh, if you're not sure what that is, that pretty much is is the way that Google kind of changed the way they they measure performance um, in determining whether you know your site is fast or slow. Um, but you can think about it in three different ways. Like, how long does it take your your site your page to load? How easy it is to interact, and how much does it really move around? Um, so those are measured by things called least largest contentful paint. Um, that's a buzzword. So largest contentful paint pretty much measures how long does it take, you know, for the biggest thing in the viewport to render on the page. And that could be something like an image, a video, an iframe, a text node, like an H1 or something like that. Um, yeah. the those first tend to load forever, those H1s. Just yeah. And <laughs> Sorry. Especially if they're styled. If they're styled, just get out of here. The thing about largest contemporary paint is is like a really common, you know, design pattern in the last few years has been that typical hero, right? At the top of a page, we've got a big background image. Um, and what we've noticed is a lot of our clients is that's, you know, becoming uh, an impact to the largest contentful paint. So as soon as that happened, yeah. a lot of our clients came back to us like, hey, all of a sudden my, you know, my lighthouse performance was in the 80s. Now it's in the 60s. Like what happened overnight? And, you know, more often than not, time largest machine, contentful paint. And, and if you, if, well, if you. If you have if you if you have clients that are complaining about this, this happened across the board to everybody. So Google turned on this metric right at the end of May, uh, early June, and so any most websites uh, just got dinged immediately once this metric yeah. was turned on for, for doing nothing, friend, making no changes. 
I had a friend who was doing, uh, like they had some business model that was based off of, I don't even, I didn't even follow the whole thing, but they literally were like, well, Google just took that entire business model away and they closed the business. <laughs> they were just wow. like launching it. And then they were like, just kidding. Google destroyed that. Well, it's pretty great. Uh, Google has Jacob power. Now. Jacob pointed out to me right at that same time, uh, New York Times actually changed their design in response to that by by taking their articles and moving the the feature image below the fold. So that largest yeah. contemporary paint only judges what's above, like above the fold on the first scroll. In the so viewport, what they did yeah. Is, yeah, in the viewport. So they took their, their feature oh. image, which was at the top, and just moved it down the page uh, to, to, to get around that LCP score. I've had that conversation. I'm, I'm working with two, well, three clients on new sites that they're going to be doing. And I'm, I'm saying, they're like, oh, we want the, the big image. And I was like, well, actually, you don't anymore. And you're going to be ahead of the curve because in about a year or two, you're going to see the design shift. Like you're going to see Google leading this design shift away from that. And it won't happen right away because it always, it, it, there's a trickle down effect where it takes a while to get to people. But we're going to start to see that across the board where the design is going to change and it's no longer going to be that big thing. That's also not accessible in a lot of cases, like the big yeah. thing with the, the, the text and the, the opaque or the opacity. Yeah. So it's basically going away. I'm excited to see what the next design thing led by Google's Amp. decisions is. We're, we're just, we're just heading. Every, everything's going to be. Amp. No. Well, I, think, I, I think too, like like you know the single you know the single post page. I think it's just been the de facto where you've got the featured image and then title and you know you're just used to it, yeah. And I think designers and developers were both at fault for just defaulting to that when we're building things, right? And like if we start especially to think about designers, like especially. yeah, if we if we if we start <laughs> to think about like what's the value proposition of that featured image being at the top, like. I mean, does it really offer that much? Um, you know, can we just put it at the Some bottom? Some pictures are worth a thousand words, you know. I mean, that's the Instagram <laughs> of the web. You know what I mean? It's like following that Instagram first. Like we that put model, all the yeah. images. Yeah, like even on Instagram, we put all the text in images. It's um, very interesting mm -hmm. that you say that because Facebook does the opposite. It goes, it goes text whatever, and then it puts your your media below. That's very interesting. That same company, but they they offer two different ways on on different platforms. It's very interesting. Say, isn't that what Twitter does too? Twitter loads the content and then media and, and everything below. Very interesting. Yeah. Wow. So LC, LCP has been a big conversation internally. You know, dealing. You know making our client sites faster. But the other metric is the first input delay uh, metric on Web Vitals. And that um, that measures how long does it take for my site or my application to become interactive, meaning my site's there and I'm pressing a button, but will the site respond to that button click, add to cart, whatever. Um, so, so that's an, mean like click, 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 yeah. click, 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 click. Will it respond to that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and so it's important because as a user, that's frustrating. You see a button there, you want to click on it, you want to press on it, and nothing's happening. You know, you'll get frustrated. So that's that's the other metric that um, impacts your score as well as that first input. You, you know, stuff like that comes in. I immediately think of style and Z indexing, and something's below something, and you have a div over top, or maybe there's a you know. But there's also maybe the asset that JavaScript that controls that isn't loaded yet. You know, so so there there's other facets to you know it's not just is the button missing or can i see it it's you know everything it takes to make that button work 
you know, that's got to load quickly. And, and that's one of the biggest things that I can't stress enough when we talk about page speed is cache is great. Cash is just, you know, throwing up this this blanket really quick, kind of like throwing up a poster. But you want your server on the back end to be caching objects. So queries and stuff like that, you want to be doing that. But those two don't mean anything if you're loading 10,000 JavaScript files on the head or you're loading 19 different CSS styles. And so, you know, these plugins like uh, WP Rock and stuff, they're they're wonderful, but they're not a one-stop solution because they don't they can't determine should this script be loading on this page, should this script right. not be loading on this page. So you know when we talk about optimization and speed and and why these scores matter, it's because you might be running the latest, greatest, best version of, but you're still missing this thing because you're still loading this Dashicon style sheet that doesn't mean anything, or you're still loading this JavaScript that's only used on your about page. And, you know, these tools can help you identify stuff like this. And this is a common thing that we see in the WordPress community when it comes to support, which is how do I speed up my site? Why is this taking forever? And, and you know, what what are we going to do to fix it? You know, and, and all the articles in the world can't point out more than enough. Oh, oh Steve, there, there, Steve knows. There's a lot of things here. You know. I don't know what we're going to do to fix it. But I Go ahead, Wikipedia. <laughs> so first rent. we get a WAPU, and then we like, no, just kidding. <laughs> sorry. Right. sorry. I, I, I think, too, you know, dealing, you know, bringing this back into WordPress, you know, sometimes you don't have control of these assets coming in, right? So if you have a plugin or a series of plugins that bring in their own um, analytics, analytics or JavaScript or icon library, maybe they're bringing in, yeah, maybe they're bringing in Font Awesome or whatever. The CDN. Yeah, so you can do anything you can, but again, you're limited. Go ahead. I was going to say there's there's been a lot of talk. No, it's it's no problem. There's been a lot of talk around how. Uh, developers are going to kind of keep their foothold in a, a post Gutenberg world where uh, people can kind of construct their own sites conveniently. I think that that site optimization and helping people understand uh, how to optimize their site is is a good avenue for people to start exploring. If they want to still have it, the, the, the site builders yeah, who, who basically, you know, will take a theme and, and throw it together who aren't as, as deeply technical as some developers are, uh, it might be a good idea to start looking into, uh, optimizing and, and learning, uh, site performance, um, you know, standards to, to kind of, uh, secure, your paycheck a little bit <laughs> and, and if divi keeps you know having vulnerabilities all the time you know like you're 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 not gonna be using divi anymore you might be using gutenberg with with the way that things might be going so understanding how wordpress core and gutenberg works and speeding that up can really help doing things like elementor and and you know things down the road so um, that's very interesting that, that you bring that up Cosper, that 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 like you can you can offer this service now speed optimization is the thing you could always offer but you could just have an optimization shop and that's all that you do that's that's very interesting mm -hmm. so so one of one of the things that a, a page builder op brings... shop. i'm going to call it op shop, <laughs> <laughs> one, op of the, shop. one of the things that so 
one of the things that a page builder introduces, whatever, no matter what page builder you're using, Divi, Elementor, Beaver Builder, doesn't matter. Um, all those page builders introduce uh, page density, right? And an and increase in page density. So the amount of HTML that those that the page builders create um, does have a, an impact on your page speed score, right? And so one of the things that we we do is is you know a lot of those sites we we're kind of moving away from uh, page builders by uh, using you know much slimmer frameworks like uh, Tailwind CSS. Um, we're purging the CSS to make sure that the CSS is as small as possible, and all those things are important because we we mentioned third party scripts. You know the third party scripts um, and third party or excuse me external CSS those all affect that page speed score. So, so when when you're looking on GT Metrics and it shows you like your page speed and it says 1.8, and then it shows you the size of the page and it says like 350 kilobytes, and then it says requests and it says 80, that's like you're requesting 80 different things of JavaScript, CSS, uh, GIF, whatever it is, all these images. A sandwich. That's, that's yeah, sandwich, <laughs> corn dog, whatever. You know, you're you're you're, you're, you're Ketchup uh, napkins are over there. Anyways, you're you're, you're asking all these things to load, in, and I think what Steve is saying is, you know, by default, you load these page builders. You've got 15 just out of the box, and 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 you know, it, it's your job to to look at those. And is this effectively what we want to do, or is this leaving a big footprint? So there's there's a way to resolve this stuff, and one cool. of the, one of the ways to. Um, sorry, my audio just cut out. One of the ways to, uh, or, or one of the other things to think about, because we, we mentioned third-party scripts, we mentioned plugins and, and, the, and the kind of third-party um, scripts that those, those uh, add. One of the other, I'm gonna call it dangerous tools that you can add to your website is Google Tag Manager, right? So Google, Google Tag Manager. Love Tag Manager. No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> I do not. And I'll tell you why. Right. Okay. Google Tag Manager is the purpose of it is to sort of standardize your tags, have your, all your tags in one place, make it easy to add and, and, and edit tags that are on your website. Problem with it is Google Tag Manager in the hands of, of somebody who does not understand what those tags mean can be very dangerous and very okay. a, a serious impact on your uh, on your page feed score. So if you're if you're giving if you're adding Google Tag Manager and your client is adding the tags themselves. Um, that's problematic. And what we find is when, when, when we're, we're inheriting slow sites, one of the first places we look is Google Tag Manager. And typically we'll find, you know, 20, 30, 50, 100 tags that have been added in Google Tag Manager and not maintained, right? The, so, 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 so they're just firing on page because they met some kind of thing and, and it's not even being used properly. Okay. Oh, a lot of How does, Google Google Tag Manager is just like the keyword stuffing of now. Like, what is even like? I I've not seen so, it used so properly. Pretty we, much we, ever. we use Tag Manager at the Plaza. So what we do is we have a a CMS that uh, all of our well all of our emails and stuff. So like when something loads, that's how we're handling cookies and that's how we're handling tracking and Tag Manager. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, AdSense. That's how we get like all that kind of stuff. But we also take data from there, and that's how we're using using tag manager to send analytic data to track e-commerce sales. Like, you know, we can look in there and I have a lot of different uh, scripts that are running to collect uh, JavaScript variables and do things like that. So it is effective, but like Steve's saying, if that, if you have one variable that's wrong on that, it slows down the entire site. The, the difference for us is, you know what you're doing, right? Kind <laughs> of. Yeah. Th thank you but, for saying that. But you, you do, know, I've been on video, but kind but, of. But you do know what you're doing, and and so what we find is is a lot of yeah. times people will 
just add a whole bunch of tags in Tag Manager, right? Agreed. Replace them with something else like an ad tag. Maybe they'll put one ad network in there. Now they're going to replace it with a different ad network. Or maybe they're putting in a different tracking script or, or a different yeah. form or something else. And they don't remove the old tags that when they're not using oh, them. That's the worst. Or when you like migrate, like, hey, we're using, you know, MailChimp and now we're going to go to, to this other thing. And now did I get all the scripts off of here? Like, like you know, that whole process so, uh, of migration just in, in Tag Manager alone sucks. And, and like Steve was saying, if you're not using it right, you know, you can embed it all you want. But, you know, it's slowing down. That first, you know, you know, time to first bite, it's impacting that that first thing that Jacob was saying. I, I mean, like everything. <laughs> Last content full page. Yeah, <laughs> everything here kind of goes together, and this all comes back to when you're loading a page on your site, you want the minimum stuff required. <laughs> I have a question yeah. about that. Last content. Blah, 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 blah. Largest, Last content. Content. largest content. content. LCP. Which which really sounds like largest content full pain. I don't know if anyone else hears that every it, time. Oh, it is a pain. Oh, it's yeah. a pain. Um, so if you're loading background images, how, any any tips on like lazy loading those? Or like you can't really lazy load those, but what's the, like lazy how can you make- no effect. Lazy load has no effect on LCP. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, I mean, well, it's not on the screen, so even it if you matter, lazy right? load, you still even if you lazy load, you still you you cannot affect that LCP. Uh, yeah, maybe, it's, maybe, not, maybe. it's not on the screen, so it doesn't matter. But it's well, right, like you're not scrolling to it, so it has it doesn't it's not counted in that it, metric. If the image is in the viewport, you can't you can't lazy load that. I uh, you know so right. so that that's not going to help. Saying, you know, is there some form of that for uh, background uh, images? Uh, Someone optimize. let Jacob talk. <laughs> I'm asking Jacob. Go, Jacob, go. So, are you asking, can you lazy load a background image? Is that what well, you're asking? Well, not lazy load. No. I'm lazy load esque. Okay. Like, is there a way to, like, like still have background images that would uh, basically not impact that? So, or what, something. What we yeah. found, like, what we've noted, what we noticed, we didn't find any solutions for that. So on the Zeek homepage, we had the typical hero background image with text overlaid um, with the tagline, right? Very common. Um, and so the solution that we came up with was to use a base 64 uh, inline SVG pattern, right? A really small one and just Whoa. repeat it, right? Repeat so it. So you're only loading a tiny little, little yep. pixel. And because it's it's base sixty four, the browser paints it itself. It doesn't make an HTTP request out to a CDN or something like that, right? Oh wow! So that instead of you know a background image, which is secondary, right? The the main the main like focus of that element is the copy. Um, so the the background image is secondary. So we just replaced a. I think we had Steve write like some kind of like a a mobile device with someone writing Hunting something to or something, beach, like that. something useless. <laughs> yeah. Once um, that. Um, well, I'll tell you, the reason we did it is once that LCP score was introduced, right, um, the Zeke site, which we were in the 90s, went down to the 70s. Like, we took a 20-point hit just for having a background image. Not the um, 1990s, to clarify. No. Even though it kind of no. feels like it. Okay, so your solution was no background image, tiny little pixel loading. But what if you the design, like, what if you really can't get away from it? Like, this is, like, you know, you're really, like, I, I have this on. It's not homepage. just gonna fly to have just text. 
I have this on my homepage now. And so I'm using Gutenberg and I'm using uh, um, the, the cover and I'm using WP Rocket to to handle that. And I, I have a good web host to, to help me with that. And it converts to WebP. I mean, I think you have to do all of those. That's the new minimum. Like, like seriously, you have to optimize every, if you need an image in it, you have to optimize the, the delivery of it or else you're, you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. If, if there's no getting around to it, say with, with the designer and maybe, you know, internally with the client you're, you're interacting with that it has to be that way. Um, yeah. You'd have to kind of go. E- with- even that I'm looking at my largest contentful paint and that's, I have 3.5. I have a, a, a score of 91 and all my stuff looks good, but, but that, that image right there is affecting that. So, you know, I might have to go to, to a small 25 by 25, uh, base 64 code. Thanks. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> the other, the other, the other metric I want to make sure we, we, we talk about is the, um, is the layout shifting? Um, it's called C- CLS. Um, Cumulative layout shift. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Casper. Yeah. So a zero. Woo. So what that what that measures is you know unexpected layout shift, and actually even though it has nothing to do with like how long an image takes to download or your JavaScript, that actually impacts your performance score. Um, and what that means is. Um, you know, it could be anything like a flash of unstyled content, meaning, you know, you ever go to a page and sometimes it's just like pure raw HTML and then the, the CSS kicks in, right? The, the page yeah. is moving. Um, or if you have ads, right? Maybe the first, the, you know, the, the page downloads first and then all of a sudden an ad comes in and, you know, shifts the page. Um, Interesting. And so those things, even though they may not seem like they have performance implications, Google uses that to measure your site's performance. Is that so, different than like a CSS animation or or is this yes. saying that okay, okay. That means that means the page has unexpectedly shifted, right? And what, that's, what what we expect the page to do is this and there's another thing before or after is what you're saying? After, right? Okay. You know, think, think about it like as you're reading to make it bigger. Okay. Yeah, so like an ad came in, you know, you're reading a post and all of a sudden an ad came in and like, wait, where was I, you know, in reading that? Or images is a really uh, important thing because if you don't provide image dimensions, meaning width and height attributes to an image, yeah. the browser has no way to know what aspect ratio it needs to calculate while it's painting the browser. So it's kind of going to be empty. And then once the image comes in, even if it's lazy loaded, it's like, oh, this is supposed to be like a 16 by nine ratio. Let me plop it in here. So if you don't provide width and height attributes, you're going to get dinged on your CLS, which is going to ding you on your performance as well. So CLS is an important important thing um, to take a look at, even though you may not think that it has, you know, performance implications, it absolutely does. Wow. And, and really, like, like you said, Jacob, one of the easiest things you can do there is making sure that your images have a width and height element to them. Um, that is because uh, I, I don't know about anybody else, but when you're on your phone, when you're just browsing the web and uh, you're reading an article and something lazy loads, something drops in as you're reading the article and you're, you start reading a sentence and then all of a sudden the whole article shifts down because they decided to drop yeah. an image in there. It sucks. Or, or, or and, a video or something. Yeah, awful. man. Right. It's and, awful. And, Go- and Google realizes that that sucks and they're not wrong. Like, and so um, actually having that in place, that's, that's a, a really easy fix to, uh, to take care of that. Um, so you don't have your, your customers do that and you won't get impacted by. Totally. Yeah. Was that the answer to my question? The layout shift? 
Yeah. I, no, about the background image. <laughs> uh, background no. image. I mean, yeah, the short answer was like, if you have to have five it. Five minutes use, ago, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, if you have to have it, use WebP. Use a really small image, and and um, and, and tr- oh yeah, try try to use a smaller image and optimize, optimize, optimize. Jason, and, maybe and, we should and, and even then, it doesn't work. Jason, maybe we should answer those questions next week. I think we should. Or on the next dev branch. Yeah, next month. I think I think we should, and I think I think one of the things that we really need to look at is the the fact that plugins come with all this stuff built in, and you have to deal with the repercussions of the things that are built into the plugin, and how do you manage that? And if you're not somebody who's skilled enough to be able to do this, how do you approach it? And and even if you are skilled, you still have to like worry like about Steve like Irwin. plugins and stuff. You you gotta, how do you how do you, 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 how do you keep it, like, adding? How do you keep adding plugins to solve the problem when plugins are adding more problems? <laughs> more plugin, more plugin, more problem. I think I think you should tune in next week to find out. You approach no, it like you, you approach it like Steve Irwin. You're, you're like you're like there's a plugin. I gotta sneak up very quickly on this plugin and get it. You, that, that's how you, that's how you tackle it. Hey, well here's our outro. Thank you very much for listening. We really Uh-oh. appreciate it. Talk to y'all. <laughs> No, it's gonna be fine. Look, say, and all it's playing is just the, it's just the video. Look, see. So go check us out over at TokyWaterCooler. You can download us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can definitely go do that. Hey, you I, 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 us I, on I, <laughs> Hey, look, I went I went the easy way here, and I wanted to make sure we weren't gonna be playing some crazy music. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Bye bye. Slow water. Love you guys. Bye.